Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Sunday, September 17th. Keep us forgiven and forgiving. Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 12, and verses 14 and 15 from the message translation, which reads, Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. In prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. This is God's Word. Forgiveness. It's right up there with figuring out what's for dinner, at least in what we know and love as the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread is immediately followed up with give us this day the grace to remain forgiven and forgiving. The point is so important that most of the older and more reliable New Testament manuscripts omit the ending, thine is the kingdom, etc., etc., flourish, and have Jesus instead making an abrupt transition into some clarifying instruction, not on the nature of the kingdom or on what hallowing the name is or even how to pronounce the name, but upon the crucial connection between being forgiven and extending forgiveness. This is crucial. This is central. Valerie Kaur may be writing from a different faith perspective in her recent book, See No Stranger, but she's spot on as she traces the path and practice and dynamics of forgiveness, more poignantly spot on than much of what I've read from my own religious perspective, which is why it can be a very good thing to maintain a posture of listening to others, especially those beyond the pale of your tribe and experience. We just might learn something. Valerie relates her and her mother's experience navigating generational forgiveness as her grandmother was passing from this world. She writes, Grandmother was dying. Sharat and I flew back to California in our farmland, rushed into the old house, and found my mother by grandmother's side. Grandmother was my father's mother. She put my mother through misery when she was young. But here was my mother, swabbing grandmother's mouth with a sponge. I had watched my mother work through her grief, rage, and trauma through the years. And now my mother was helping my grandmother die. Waheguru, Waheguru, which is a Sikh name for God, meaning wonderful enlightener. Waheguru, Waheguru, my mother sang softly. I joined her. Grandmother gazed at both of us, moving her lips with ours. I love you, she mouthed. Grandmother died the next morning on my birthday. How did you do it, I asked my mother. How did you forgive her? Time, she said. It doesn't happen instantly. But how, I asked. My mother looked at me softly with tears in her eyes. She was as beautiful as ever. Forgiveness is for you, not for the persons who hurt you, she said. For you, not for them. For
for you. Somewhere in her healing journey, my mother saw grandmother in her fullness, a Punjabi farm woman who worked the fields of California, shovel over her shoulder, boots dripping with mud. Grandmother taught herself how to read, sign checks, and sell peaches at a profit. She created a small empire out of dirt. She bore four children and brought all her siblings and their families from India to America. It was a miracle that she had become the matriarch. She was beloved by everyone, but she was cruel to my mother because her in-laws were cruel to her. She did not have the wisdom to stop the cycle of oppression. My mother did. It's easy to love people who love you back, she said. When somebody gives you pain, how do you love that person? That's the real test of love. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is freedom from hate. Rereading Valerie's experience with her mother and grandmother, it suddenly dawned on me. Onesimus had to forgive first. Onesimus had to forgive whatever needed to be forgiven in Philemon. Remember, we're talking about master and slave, and this slave ran. Perhaps Philemon was a kind master whose every word fell like gentle rain and whose every touch was filtered through fairness and mercy. Frederick Douglass spoke of the kindness of his masters as well, a kindness that turned to a scorching blight, however, when dealing with their slaves. Perhaps Philemon was better than that. Perhaps he was exemplary as a master, and Onesimus running as he did was completely uncalled for and unwarranted. But since we're talking about humans, and in Philemon a human wielding power, it's not unwarranted to see a backstory of some level of abuse through which Onesimus had to work before agreeing to go back. Onesimus had to forgive, his forgiveness providing a vulnerable platform from which Philemon, the kisser, could likewise forgive and kiss rather than hiss. Which, I suppose, is the choice we each face when dealing with one another. Do we hiss? Do we kiss? And do we take the risk of finding out by pursuing the due process of forgiveness? So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. Judging by how you do life daily, just how seriously do you take Jesus of this connection between being forgiven and being forgiving? What gripes and grudges and grievances do you give yourself the luxury of holding on to? What will it take for you to loosen your grip on them and to brave the path of forgiveness? Lord, give me the grace to leave my gift at the altar and go be reconciled to my brother my sister, my mother, my father, my grandfather, my grandmother, my former friend, my colleague, my whomever. Show me the timing and the way of this. Give me the courage to risk the hiss as I open myself up to the kiss of forgiveness and reconciliation. And please, God, God, 
let me not just make things worse. To your mercies.